Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. I salute the house with the awesome and the blessing words of grace, mercy, and peace. May it be multiplied unto you in this place at this time in this season. Amen. To the land of God, I salute you with the awesome and the blessing words of grace, mercy, and peace. May they be multiplied unto you this day. To the first lady, to leadership that's here, to pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, I even begin to prophesy in the atmosphere some identities that have not even been realized this afternoon. I salute you with the awesome and the blessing words of grace, mercy, and peace. May they be multiplied unto you. Here in this day, there is a word from the Lord. Amen. There's not just a word from the Lord. I believe it's a revelation from God. Amen. And see, we got to be in it to win it. Amen. I don't know if somebody knows what I'm talking about. You know, in the natural world, we look at Nike and say we in it to win it. But when do we say that when it comes to the word of God and our assignment in the earth realm? Amen. Sometimes things got to be tight, but they right. So I'll know about you. I'm going to get comfortable and get grumped up in the Holy Ghost. I really ain't worried about if you like it or not. I have not come as an oracle just for you, but we come as an oracle on God's behalf. Amen. Uh, so let us seek him in prayer, amen, and get into the word of the Lord, amen. Gracious eternal Father, Lord, right now we bless you, we shabbat you in the Holy Ghost. Father, right now we thank you for bringing us into this place at this time for this assignment that you have done. And God, right now we say flex your muscles, begin to maximize a word into the atmosphere that changes somebody's life, God. Right now don't let anybody be in here for pity pat party, God, but let somebody be in here to be grown up in the Holy Ghost, God. We speak transformation to the Spirit, God, because, God, if your Holy Spirit is going to work right now, let it do a dynamic thing among your people, God. We have no shame in the game, God, but let your word do what it will. Right now, we speak an anointed blessing over the man of God and the woman of God and over this house, God. If anybody has been in that God, right now we speak on the same team and begin to speak an anointing in this place. If everything has to be shifted, God, let it be so. So we speak this in the awesome and the powerful name of the Yahshua King, which is Christ Jesus himself. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We give honor to the men of God and to the woman of God, but y'all know 
we don't do a lot of shucking and jiving when it comes to the house of the Lord and getting a in-season word. Amen. So for those of you that have the word of the Lord with you, turn with me to the book of Haggai. Amen. In the Old Testament, the book of Haggai. Chapter 2. Once you found it, please signify if you can by standing on your feet and saying, Man of God, we got it and we're ready. Amen. I still see some pages turning. I don't want to leave anybody behind. Sometimes when we have our wilderness experiences, uh, some folks get like really locked up and they sit on the sidelines. But we ain't got time for that this evening. Amen. We're going to make sure that everybody makes the journey. Amen. Amen. The book of Haggai, chapter 2. Uh, and I want to pay close attention to verses 1 through 9. Amen. And I'm reading to you from the standard King James Version. And the word of God declares thus. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now, Zerubbabel. Oh, somebody should have just Shabbat right there. The man of God already gave us a, 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 a cue in on what's going on. Amen. But the word says, Speak now, Zerubbabel, to the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Judah, and the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? Okay, I can just stop right now because somebody feeling that right there without a preach. Somebody seen something that looked good at one time in their life. And see, somebody is holding on to some caption moments. Amen. See, you may not have Kodak right now, but you can snap your eyes and remember the moment. There's something in your life that you remember. Amen. So he says, who is left among you that saw the house in her first glory. And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Verse 4. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Jonah, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work. For I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 5. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hope, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill the house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. Okay, let me roll that back. It said the glory of the latter house 
Tulsa. Okay, somebody that ain't got that joke right now shall be greater than the former. Okay, uh, if I keep that simple assignment, it's really saying today is better than your yesterday. Yep, I meant broke English. Your yesterday. Uh, today is better than that. Okay, uh, so then he says, Say the Lord of hosts, and in this place will I give peace saith the Lord of hosts. If I had to give something right now for you to digest in your spirit or get in your cerebral, it would be greater is coming. Oh, come on, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Uh, greater is coming. Uh, okay, somebody better high-five somebody in the spirit and say that because I believe by the word of God, man of God, it says by two or three, uh, let everything be established. And it ain't going to establish itself in your life uh, until you speak that thing uh, with some reality. Uh, so greater is coming. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap. Give him a hand clap. You may be seated in his reverence. Amen. Greater is coming. Amen. We don't get real with this thing. We look at this. We, we, we look at this word right now, and for some that may not be real deep Bible readers, we're dealing with the prophet Haggai. Amen. And see if you understand what's really been going on in this particular text. What has happened is the children of Israel have been in a place of exile, amen? They have had some hard times. Uh, uh, they have had some, some Section 8 moments. They have had some justice bouts. They have had situations where they didn't know what they tomorrow was going to look like. Uh, and see, this situation has been since the time of Daniel and Ezekiel, amen? Uh, and right now, in the portion of time that the prophet is speaking, uh, they're about 50 years out of the exile, amen, uh, or should I say exile has gone on for about 50 years, and now they're in a place uh, that they're coming out, amen, uh, but see, i got to speak to this thing, uh, because there's somebody in this place right now uh, that's already out of the exile, but their spirit is still there. That don't know that greater is coming uh, because they spirit they they lining up with their physical. Uh, okay, some folks right now is walking discombobulated uh, like Mr. Matu uh, and not seeing where God is carrying them because they spirit is still in a place of woe is me. I still got luggage in my life like Samsonite uh, that's holding me in a place uh, that my spirit is not advancing like God. So now God begins to speak to the prophet. Amen. So notice that here in the scripture, it says on the seventh day and in the 27th month, all right, on, on the 20th day of the month came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai. So watch this. Watch this. Notice that God is specific in your life as to the date and the time group when he's ready to speak. However, watch this. Some folks ain't fulfilled their role to be the Haggai's. Okay, okay. Let's
and they keep that simple as well. When you go look up the name Haggai in the Greek, it, or should I say Hebrew, it means somebody that's excited. It means somebody that's cheerful. So watch this. Some folks can't come out of their situation unless they got somebody in the right character to carry them out of their overloop of spirit. So if somebody ain't walking in their prophetic identity, okay, it's time to have PLS, prophetic mood swing. If you ain't in the prophetic... Okay, my bad, we, we try to keep this decent. We have to be in a place of a prophetic move that God is speaking for the prophets. And see, when we come from the backside of the desert in the right season, at the right time, at the right backstation for the people that need to be delivered, then some people will begin to have a transition of their spirit. See, right now, I'm speaking to the prophets in the house. That means everybody that's got a relationship with God that's supposed to be prophetic, not pathetic. You're supposed to be in a place uh, that you're ready to skip to my loop uh, on a day-to-day basis with your prophetic anointing. See, we can't cause nothing to shift uh, for folks that are depressed. We can't cause nothing to shift uh, for somebody that's in a place of suicidal tendencies uh, unless we in a spiritual place uh, that we're ready to praise and worship God. And when we praise and worship Him uh, the way we need to be, uh, then God says, I can call you into an assignment to go to somebody that ain't ready to hear. Okay. So, the word says God speaks to the prophet Haggai, meaning somebody that's cheerful, somebody that's excited. And see, if y'all bear with me, I'm going to be prophetic with this message so it can fit you. Because it's easy to get up here and articulate a word that ain't got nothing to do with you. But if you can't do no proper application of it, that's when you get amnesia after you leave the building. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Oh, he had a good hoop, but I can't remember not a word he said. Okay. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay. So now God calls the prophet, meaning he calls you when you get in character, when you get into the identity that you're supposed to walk in. Because greater is coming, but it starts with you. It starts with you being in the right character in order to let folks know what greater look like. See, some folks can't see greater if they can't see it in you. Because for some folks, you may be the only version of God that some folks see. So if you sour in your own... walking in an identity of sourness, how am I going to deliver somebody else about a greater God that I serve? So now God calls you the prophet, the Haggai is in the place. And the word says, speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, and the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, now, as I began to look at that man of God, I said, Holy Ghost, what, what are you showing me here? Even though we got some names here, 
how does this apply to me? The Holy Ghost said, easy. What this verse has done has broken down the different characteristics of people that you're dealing with. Okay? If somebody listening to me right now, Zerubbabel, when you look at his name in the Hebrew, it means one who is sown in Babylon, or one who is born in Babylon, or one who is born in bondage. So the Holy Ghost sends the prophet to say, I need you to speak to some folks that don't know what freedom is in Nia. They was born in bondage. They don't know what freedom looks like. So I, I got a group of people, just a bunch of Zerubbabel's. Amen. But now the scripture brings to life Zerubbabel's father. And when I looked at that thing in Hebrew, it said one who asked God. See, if I ask God, that means I've had a conversation with him. That means I communicate with him. And if that was his father, then his father knew what the house looked like before the son was born in bondage. So God said to the prophet, I need you not only to speak to the son, I need you to speak to the father. Because the father got some old memories of what things look like in the better days, okay? Better days, better days, better days. The son may not know, but daddy do. Okay. So now, then, then, then the scripture says, I need you to speak to Joshua, okay? If we look at that in the correct Hebrew tongue, Yahshua, which means Savior of salvation. But watch this. The scripture identified not only Joshua, but it said the son of the priest. So that means uh, there's a category of folks in the house that's walking priestly, or should I say as high priest, in this season of bondage. So God said, hey, prophet, I need you to give not only a word of encouragement to those born in bondage, I need you not only to give a word of encouragement to those who seem to form years before bondage, I need you to still edify those prophets, those preachers, those teachers that are in this season that will still be a priest for me, regardless of how bad your life looks. Then he says, watch this. Then he says, I also want you to speak to the residue. Okay, so I'm looking at me deep. Saying, well, who is that? The residue is the remnant. However, as the prophet writes here, those are the folks that want to live right, but not have a right relationship. We got plenty of folks in the house that's perpetrating the front of a relationship with God. So God says to the prophet, I'm including the word for them as well. There's nobody that's really got the wool over my eyes that I don't see what kind of relationship they got with me. In the same turn, y'all know there's some folks that ain't even in the church that say, I don't need church. I don't kill nobody. I don't shoot at nobody. I don't steal. I think I live right. 
your blood says I got you in crucified as well. Uh, now it doesn't exempt you because you live right, uh, but there's a righteous calling on your life. So God sends a prophet in the midst. God sends a prophet, watch this, that comes from the same stature. Y'all know it's tight, but it's still right. Some folks want to qualify the prophet that God sends them. Uh, but I remember by the word from all 66 books, ain't none of them going with a silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, everybody came from a place of a struggle. Uh, as the man of God said here earlier, everybody got something going on in them. Uh, so there's nobody that's accepted even when it comes to the spokesman for God. So see y'all, when you understand that the prophet is real, that's teaching or saying something on God's behalf. They can say, yep, in there, done that, wore the same t-shirt, and got the same bag of Doritos. Your situation ain't no worse than what I done been through. I done been through some struggles. I done been through some pain. But I know greater is coming because I'm a living example. I don't know if somebody's shouting in the Holy Ghost right there, but if not, you'll get it later. Get everybody in the room, pass the house moaning if nobody was exempt. Now, the prophet speaks on God's behalf and says, Who's left among you that saw this house in her first glory? Say, so Watch this. Sometimes we have to do a station break. We got to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. So God says, every time we go on like the little red engine, sometimes you got to stop and check the brakes to make sure you're on the right track. So he says, who among you remembers this house in its first glory? Now, let me educate still somebody here because... People haven't got this thing on glory. Glory associates itself, whether we're talking Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic, with honor. But it links and yokes itself to praise and worship as well. See, God identifies honor with you by the way that you praise and worship, okay? That still may be our moment there. So he says, who can remember the time that you was a real worshiper? Who can remember the time that you would dance like David in order for daddy to get honor in you? If you can't remember that moment, then somebody needs to go back to grade school and do ABC blocks in order to build themselves in the right structure. Amen. See, some folks been missing it. They looking at you saying, I don't think it take all that. But man of God, I believe by the word of God, everybody that Jesus touched, they had a jump, a leap, a shout, a praise, a worship. So uh, maybe somebody telling off on themselves that they ain't been touched. Oh, we keep it real. Hello, everybody. It's going to be me this evening. 
Ain't nobody going to break a sweat or clap. Oh, it's just about an anniversary, eating cake and pies and everything. Oh, no, I need to eat my cake and everything by the word of God first. Amen, amen. So he says, who among you remembers the glory of this house? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? So now, that's what the word says. Some of us are basing the glory of God in our lives on what our life looked like. The prophet, on God's behalf, begins to check the people. He says, okay, you remember how this place used to look. How does it look now? And if I could paraphrase, put in uh, uh, an invisible parenthesis, the way you see it versus the way God sees it. Because, see, you got to understand, uh, sometimes you got to be real with yourself and address some things within you in order to kill them. Some thoughts can't be killed unless you bring it to attention. Some things will hide within you and be your own demise because you ain't dealt with it. Some things are still the elephant in the room that you really don't want to touch. How many got some elephants this afternoon that you don't want to touch that's really telling off on yourself? Well, the thing is, greater can't come until you kill the less within you. So he says, right now, your eyes are really glassed over because you, you're seeing things the way you want to see it. It's a terrible thing when we got to ask ourselves how we see a thing versus how God sees a thing. See, if I was a devout reader of the word, I would come to a conclusion early in my life. My own opinion don't matter. God's opinion is the only one that matters. If I read it in the word, that's it. So while we sitting here, killing our thinking and our brain cells, uh, trying to reason with our situation, while we trying to reason with how the world sees ourselves, because in the reality of the matter, the world will always see you in dark speech. Okay, so I'm still looking at me deep on that. The world will look at you and tell you how it seeks you. Okay, okay, let me take some folks down memory lane, man of God, because some look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, some of you that graduated from high school, y'all remember, your own family came and said, man, I thought you was going to be this, but you ended up that. Girl, I thought you was going to do this, but you turned up that. So the world was just telling you in dark speech, how it sunk you. And what happens is we sit there like a overlooper and accept that uh, as how we see our future. I said this before and I'll say it again. Quit letting your friends prophesy your future. So. So. Everybody good, right? My bad. We good? We good? Okay. All right, y'all ready for a little? Okay. 
Listen to that verse 4. Verse 4, he says, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Joseph, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. There's some revelation in that. So now, by the word, he tells you to be strong. Yeah. Alright, when we look at strong, strong means to be encouraged. Be empowered. However, the prophet, once again, gives a word for each category of people. They ain't want nobody to be left out. You know, because some folks, you know, I'll be real about this. Some folks, even in the body of Christ, have an issue just because they don't get a positive word directly to them. Just because I say you by name, then they feel excluded. That's like old school. Then they want to take their stick and ball and don't want to play with nobody. So God says, okay, prophet, I need you to make sure you articulate to each one of them to be strong, be encouraged, be empowered. However, there's another prerequisite in the verse. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? The word says work. Okay, then that means what causes me to become strong and empowered is based on the labor that I do. Okay, that, that, that may be still touching somebody and they're not talking to the ceiling lights. Some people got to understand uh, what encourages you and empowers you uh, is when you put your hands to labor at something. Uh, see, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Uh, but see, if I ain't doing something, uh, it causes me not to be active in receiving my encouragement. Uh, see, if I can still be real with that, uh, that means you stuck in idolatry if you don't put your hands at some labor, okay? Idolatry is worshiping something that does nothing. So if you don't do nothing with the word, then that means you practicing what you worship. So the word tells you to be encouraged by what you begin to labor at. See, God don't need nobody that won't do nothing. Amen. God needs somebody that won't be active and cause things to move. Even Genesis chapter 1, God's spirit moved upon the face of the water. So if I came from his tapestry, if I got a piece of him that makes me me, then something in me should be a creative force that's telling me to do something. That means I change the atmosphere. That means I change what my current situation is. I can make my tomorrows better because I speak and I walk in the same spirit of a better God. So, Says work. But now watch this. He says work according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. Regardless 
of the places we are in our life. God does things by making contracts. Okay. We'll still keep this simple as well. Everybody looks at themselves as being more established by what they obtained in the natural. Amen? Whether you buy a car, whether you buy a house, business, everything that you physically add to yourself, even the world begins to raise your status. However, everything that you added to your life physically was added by a contract. Nobody walked out here and just squatted on land and said, somebody's going to build me a house. Amen. It required a realtor. It required uh, a bank. It required some signatures, which we call closing. Nobody went to the car dealership and just looked at the car they bought, took the key, and just drove it off the lot and said, this is all mine. You had to go talk to somebody to do a contract. So now let me roll you back and bring you back to the verse. It says, according to the word that I covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt. See, unfortunately, a lot of us keep forgetting about the contract. God says, I gave you a contract in the process of bringing you out of your struggles. But some people have amnesia and never go back and look at the contract. That's called the B-I-D-L-E. So, if I take the time to go read the contract. God says in the contract, I define what labor you need to do. And when you have it defined and have an end result that you expect, then what happens is you become cheerful and happy the closer you get to accomplishing the end result. But see, some people have not started at the contract in order to see what the end result is and know what kind of labor is required to get the greatness at the end of the contract. That's why some are still sitting in the same spot in their life and can't figure out why their communication with God is broken. But God said the communication ain't broken. You did not call the mortgage company every day about living in your house. You did not call the car dealership every day about keeping your car. So why are you not going back to the contract and making sure you're keeping the terms? If I keep the terms of the contract and I begin to labor according to the contract, then what happens is I know what the greater is on the other end. I can't get mad at God because it ain't changed today. I can just look at myself and place the blame on me. 
folks that ain't got no relationship with God. I can still be deep. Technically, signs and wonders are meant for the non-believers. Most of us as believers, though, be thanking on his signs and wonders to still keep faith in him. But signs and wonders were meant for the non-believer. So, God says right here through the prophet that I'm going to shake or move out of position the non-believers. See, if, if you're real on this thing, it shouldn't impact you. Okay, that, that shot over somebody hitting there. Somebody have to be a moment sooner or later. But it should not impact you the things that are going on in the world that God is doing supernaturally. You are only here to confirm what God is doing. Are them folks that don't believe? That's when you nudge them at work and say, yep, that's my God. Oh, my bad, the one that you don't believe in. He the one that did that. If you want to report as to why that happened. So, he says, I'm going to shape the non-believers. And watch this, and it says, and the desire of all nations shall come. Now, desire, the word desire in the Hebrew is himda. Amen? Now, when we look at himda, it means highly esteemed or man of high esteem. Well, okay, y'all still look at me, y'all. It ain't came together for you. Okay, let me walk you down with this. What the word really says here is, I will shake the nations, which are the non-believers, meaning I'm going to move some things out of place in order for you to have a desire for the man of high esteem. God moves things for the non-believers in order for them to believe. The desire of the nation is the fact that they don't know that they need Christ. So what God says here through the prophet is I'm going to move some things for those that don't believe in Christ in order for them to say, oh wow, I need to believe in him. And I will fill the house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Come on. So now, once the non-believer gets into a place that they need to believe on him, Come on. now the house 
will be real with praise and worship inside of it because everybody that's in the house has had the same experience. Alright? That's one thing of a revelation for the visible house. But imagine in your spiritual house, if you ain't never had a move by God, okay? If you ain't never had a move swing that God has brought you through, He says there's some things I'm going to flip upside down in your personal life in order for you to say, I need that man in order for my life to survive. And when you get to that point, he said the confirmation will be the fact that you begin to praise, worship, and shout like you've never done before. When you get that moment uh, that you come out of your discombobulation uh, and you're really ready to get greater, you'll begin to praise and worship like you've never done before. So then he says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Okay, because some folks looking at that saying, well, what about the money? He says, watch this. He says, regardless of what I'm doing in your life, everything that you keep hanging your life on belongs to me anyhow. You're not doing anything outside of me. And these are the things that you accredit to yourself that make you great. But he said, really, you fooling yourself because no matter how much money you got in the bank, no matter how big your house is, no matter how many cars you got, no matter how much of this or that that you got, God said it still belongs to me. If y'all don't believe that, Job tells the record. Uh, he'll even take your children from your household uh, if you get too much in the cell. So he says, don't get it twisted. Just because I've let you advance in a few things, uh, you've got to understand uh, the things I let you have in your life. Uh, I was only seeing if I could trust you as a conduit uh, to do the right thing with it at the right time. Uh, and if I trust you, uh, then I can give you a little more. Uh, but see, some folks, there's a bunch of Judas in the camp. They can't be trusted uh, with the money sack. They can't be untrusted because they keep betraying the kingdom. They can't be trusted because they got their own line of greatness. They can't be trusted because they find themselves all on their own tree. Okay. 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 So, so, so. Brings me to the punchline first. Amen. Everybody good? You ready? Okay. So now, man of God, this is what speaks powerful to your physical house as well as to your spiritual house. I pray this speaks to each and every individual about really getting real in this house. Amen. The word says the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. Saith the Lord of hosts, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. 
So God says this. He says your praise and worship now. Even if you had a former house in me uh, that you thought you was doing something before, now you'll see a difference uh, because you've gone from glory to glory. That means this. Everything that you went through uh, was your place of desolation. Uh, every time you felt wasteful, uh, God says you got a greater thing on your lead. Uh, every time you felt suicidal uh, and you came back, uh, God says you're in a greater place. Uh, every time you had situations uh, that you didn't know what yesterday was going to look like, especially tomorrow, God says you got something greater. Every time you got in the fight, they got knocked down, but you got back up. God says, I've got a victory in the fight, so I've got something greater for you. Every time your situation flips you upside down in your life, God says, I'm going to flip you right back over. You'll weeble, you'll wobble, but you won't fall down. Every time you move into this summer struggle, He said, I've got your back down in a bag of chips, and I'll carry you through. Every time you didn't know if your family was going to make it, God said, I'll keep your family and I'll keep you too. Every time that you thought you lost your mind, God said, I keep you. We'll renew mine and I keep you established. So then, so then, so then, so then, he says, the greater is better now than the former. But see, God gets deep on that thing. When you look at that word greater, it means to expand. It means to magnify. And it means G-O-D, God. So he's saying, if you thought you had me before, it took your situation for you to be in a place that you didn't know if you were going to survive. But when you looked and got your survival kit out, and you began to mend yourself up with the 66 books, then I expanded in your life. See, you had a J-Bass moment and didn't even know it. Your coast was wider. Your greater got bigger because your bigger is God. says your greater is better than your former. For, so for some folks, you didn't even know what a former was. You never had a relationship with it. So now he says, hey, uh, for somebody that didn't have me, now you got me. Uh, for those that had me and lost me, uh, you got me again. Uh, I've already made you greater because you're greater by having me. We can't get that thing twisted. Some folks think they're only great about what they obtain. See, it don't matter what you physically obtain if you ain't spiritually obtained God. Because it amounts to nothing. So when you really understand what greater is about. Greater is about you having much more God. If I could open up and say, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I walk no more. I need an outpouring God, a love you in me. Because the more I see you, the more you will see me. Yes, sir. See, you got to understand. How's it going to get you 
if you don't look like him. Come on. Amen. Amen. Because John says we shall see him as he is. How can we see him as he is unless he can see himself in you? Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he's waiting for you to look like him. He's waiting for you to act like him. In the cell in Genesis, his name, man in our own image. Look like. Yes, sir. After our own likeness. Come on. Having the same character. Yes, sir. Come on. So he says, the more you get of me, the greater you become. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when we get to that place, he says, now I'll bring your dwelling peace. Yes, sir. That may be telling off on some folks. If you ain't at peace, could it be that you ain't got enough of him? The word says in the book of Psalms, who is man that thou art mindful of him? Come on, come on. So God got a mind full of you when you're going to have a full mind of God. So he requires you to be filled with him and that he can call well, yes, in the cold dwelling, he says, I will bring you peace. Yes. Now understand this. We ain't trying to be too deep by saying peace is shalom. How you got to understand what peace is about? Well. See, when you really understand what God talks about peace, he ain't talking about you not having nothing going on. He's talking about you being complete. See, I know I'm complete when everything that goes on in my life doesn't face me or become better than my God. If I'm still struggling with situations in my life and I can't find God as my next thought, then I'm not complete. I'm fooling myself. I haven't got the final ingredient in order to be good. I haven't got what I need in order for me to feel that I've got it all. See, if every day I get up and I need more and more versus talking more and more of God, then right there, in a place uh, that I'm one of the folks, I'm one of the Gentiles, because I should be chasing after my God day in and day out. And the more I chase after Him, the more my day-to-day situations don't matter anymore. I can begin to wave them things off and feel that I've got no more shackles on my feet. I can begin to wave those things off and I can throw water on that thing and if I need to because uh, it's not going to keep me in a place of bondage. Uh, I can no longer let my yesterdays, uh, my last months, my last years uh, keep me in a small house uh, because I was meant for greatness uh, and I walk into greatness uh, when I think greatness. Uh, but uh, let me roll that back. Uh, I can't think greatness if I ain't thinking God. But if I thank God, uh, then my praise and my worship makes it complete. I begin to get in peace for myself. 
greater is coming. Amen. How many believe that this evening? How many believe greater is Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.